Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're going to be turning to Proverbs chapter 26, and that can be found on page 354. 354, if you have one of our Bibles. This is one of those verses we're going to read that you're going to go, what? What? Say what? Some of you already got there. You're like, what? Proverbs 26, verse 11. It says this. As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools what, everybody? Repeat their folly. Would you do me a favor now? Would you just put your hands out like this? Bow your head and repeat this prayer after, after me. Dear God, Dear God I'm, here today. I'm here today. I open my mind, open my mind and, my heart. and my heart. Speak Holy Spirit. Speak Holy Spirit. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. Hey, by the way, if you don't have a Bible, a hard copy of the Bible in your home, please take that one with you. We want to make sure that everybody has a hard copy of the Bible in their home. We've been in this series called Forgiveness, and I've actually written a book on forgiveness. And if you're new here today, we want, I want to give you a copy, but I'm asking everyone to, to buy a copy to give to somebody else. Because it says, forgiveness, how to forgive what I can't forget. And so, I, again, I put a lot of things in here I've not been able to talk about through this series. So please make sure that you get that. I think it'll be helpful to you. <clears throat> well, we've been saying in this series that forgiveness is forgiving is not forgetting. Amen, everybody? Amen. Because let me tell you this. So I forgave, say I forgave somebody five years ago. I said, oh, okay, I forgive them, but I thought about it yesterday. Come on, somebody. So since I thought about it, that means that, okay, I got to forgive them again. Because forgiveness is not a one-stop shop, one shop. Amen? Amen? I have to continue to forgive. And so we've decided this, that forgiveness for us, the definition we're working off of is, this, is that forgiveness is choosing to release the feelings of hurt, anger, resentment, whenever they pop up in our mind. So that's why, you know, I forgave somebody five years ago. When it popped up again, I forgive them again. See what I'm talking about, everybody? It's not a one-time deal. So forgiveness is not forgetting, and we wouldn't have to... Uh, keep forgiving. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> today I want to tell you, the verse I just read to you is like, wow. It's like one of those events that happen in our life that's so gross, it's sort of we can't forget it. Have you ever had something like that happen in your life, like an event happened, like it was so, so gross or bad that you can't forget it? You wish you could get it out of your mind? Some things you can't unsee? That happened to me about two years ago in Rhonda. We went to uh, a restaurant and met a, a pastor and his wife for, for dinner in Fayetteville, Georgia. And while we were having dinner, we were having a great time talking. And all of a sudden, I seen this lady coming toward us, and she was looking at us. And I didn't recognize her, but that's not uncommon. There's many times that I see people that, that recognize me, and I don't recognize them. And so she, she kept coming toward our table, and I just smiled as she come. I said, hey, how are you? And she went right around me. And over to Rhonda, she put her hands on Rhonda's shoulders, and she said, Hi, Lisa, how are you? 
Well, Rhonda smiled, you know, and of course, you know, Rhonda's uh, not the most outgoing person or whatever, so she was, she was trying not to be embarrassed or embarrass this lady, so she said, uh, my name's Rhonda. I think you may have the wrong person. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, I just moved here not long ago from California. I'm living here with my, my son, and I met someone who looked like you, thought their name was Lisa. But by the way, they brought me here because it's my 83rd birthday. And I was like, wow. And I, you know, and I had this great gift, a God-given gift to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> I don't know if it's God-given or not, but I have it. And so I say to this lady, I said, well, you know, in Georgia, you get a birthday spanking, spanking. <laughs> when I said that, that 83-year-old lady backed her caboose right up to me <laughs> in my face and said, spank me, big boy, spank me. <laughs> At this point, I'm wondering where the cameras are. You know, I'm like, and of course, I just smiled, you know, like, and she wouldn't leave. She kept saying, no, no, do it, do it, do it. And I said, ma'am, I, I can't do that, you know, I'm doing that. <laughs> then she turns over to my pastor friend, her caboose in his face, and says, spank me, spank me. And he said, oh, okay, no, 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 I'm good. Finally, she goes back over on my side of the table and said, I'm not leaving until somebody spanked me. And thank God, the Holy Spirit anointed Rhonda, and she went, pow. God does that with this illustration. It's so gross you never forget it. Look what he says again in Proverbs. I love the NLT translation. It says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his what? Foolishness. Foolishness. The Proverbs writer is trying to, to jar us to say this is so gross, but this is exactly what happens when we repeat the things in our lives that are foolish. It's just like that dog returning to its vomit. We say, that is so sick, how could it do that? And, and I think maybe sometimes God in heaven saying, that's so sick, how can they keep going back to that unresentment, that resentment, that unforgiveness? How can they do that? Because it damages you. If it was bad the first time and you got rid of it, then it's surely not better the second time. And so, so that's the warning that we're getting here, is that God's saying, don't return to it. And so I just want to challenge you because when we return to it, it's amazing how things begin to grow in our lives. You know, bitterness can begin to grow. And when bitterness begins to grow, bad things happen. Even in the first family in the Bible, Adam and Eve, they had a couple of children, you know, and one with, uh, two of their sons was named Cain and Abel. And how they, Cain presented a sacrifice before God that was not pleasing God because he didn't give his best. And, and Abel presented a, a, a sacrifice for God, gave his very best, and God was pleased with that. And because of that, tension began to rise. And, and Cain didn't want to change his way, so he thought, well, I'll just solve the problem. He had bitterness begin growing in his, in his heart. And look what the Bible says in Genesis 4 and 8. It says this. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel. And what did he do, everybody? And that is exactly what happens when you continue to repeat, rehearse the things of your past. So today, I want to talk to you about how to kill the root of unforgiveness. You know, one of the gardening rules that I've got, I'm not a green thumb person. Believe you me, I'm not. 
But one thing I found out was is that when you go get the weeds up in your flower bed, you can't just top the, pop the top off. No, you think you get it at ground level, you think, oh, I got that rascal. No, you didn't. if you didn't get the root, then baby, you didn't get it. That's right. It'll come back with three brothers. Yes. Amen? It'll come back. So today we want to talk about killing the root. Now, remember the three words that we've been saying throughout this entire series. Do you remember? I choose forgiveness. So today I want to try to, I want to try to scar you today. Scar you so that you, you know, you're like, man, I just can't forget this. And so today I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to say, don't be a dog. And when I say that, I want you to say, I choose forgiveness. All right? So let's try it. You ready? Don't be a dog. I choose forgiveness. That's right. You did good. Let's try it again. Don't be a dog. I choose forgiveness. So every time that you see a dog, I think you're going to think, I choose forgiveness. Hallelujah. Look at that. Let's just look at that. That's right. Some of you, when you get home today, your little old chihuahua is going to be right there barking, and you're going to go, oh, I choose forgiveness. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's the goal. So the first thing, I want to give you three things today that I think will help you because, let, let me just say this to you before we start. My goal and my prayer is that God will help you. My goal and my prayer is that God will help you. That's why I'm sharing this message with you today. I want God to help you. Here we go. <clears throat> Number one is this. Ask God to help you recognize it. The it. What is it in my life that's unresolved that I keep going back to that's harmful? What is it? When it comes to unforgiveness, it's easy to find ourselves fixating on those thoughts of unforgiveness, resentment, what happened in our past. It's like the dog that keeps going back to the vomit. It's like we keep going back to what's bad for us. And so we have to recognize it. And what I want to tell you this is that... <clears throat> When you recognize it, if you don't recognize it, you're going to repeat it. Let me say that again. If you don't recognize what's causing you the problem, then you'll keep repeating it. Amen, everybody? Amen. And, and, and it'll be unintentional. You don't really realize that you're, you're, you're doing it. You don't know I'm doing it because you don't recognize it. And so I would say this to you today is that it's so important to recognize it. And you've got to ask God to reveal it to you. Because no one can help you with a problem that you're unwilling to admit that you have. Amen, Amen everybody. Amen. And here's another one. Are you ready? Come on. You might want to put your seatbelt on for this one. Here it is. Is that until you're willing to admit you're wrong, you can never discover what's right. Amen. Too many people say, well, well you, I, what they did to me, I got a right. I got a right to be mad. I got a right to stay mad. I got, a, I got a right to hate them. I got a right. Well, you can hold on to that right that is wrong, and you'll never discover what really is right. right. Amen, everybody? Amen. Until you let go of what is wrong, you'll ne never discover what's right. Now, that's good preaching right there. Yes. Hold on a minute. Amen, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes in order to discover what's wrong is we have to have a spiritual x-ray because that, an x-ray reveals to you what you cannot see that's on si inside of you. For instance, Rhonda, you know, she's going through all that stuff with her gallbladder. 
You know, they did all these tests, this test, this test, this scan, this scan. And when they did this scan, they found something we would, she didn't know she had. A kidney stone. And the doctor said, man, that kidney stone inside of you is about the size of Stone Mountain. That's huge. And so this week, she had to go back and get it blasted this week. Bless her heart. She's been beat up on the inside. But she went to, and the doctor said, you know, we found this stone. The only way they found the stone was because they did an x-ray. And the x-ray revealed what we could not see that was on the inside of her. Amen? Amen. And so we need a spiritual x-ray. We need God to reveal what's on the inside of us that we cannot see. That's why God gives us the Bible, everybody. If you're not reading the Bible, you're not getting your, you're not getting your weekly or daily x-ray that he can reveal what's on the inside of you. And if you can't see what's on the inside of you and it's not revealed to you, then you'll repeat it over and over again. That's why the psalmist said this in Psalm 139, one of my memory verses that I, I try to repeat every week, and it says this. He says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my what, everybody? See if there's what? Any offensive way. Amen? Any offensive way in me and lead me to the way of everlasting. What David was saying was, God, even the things that I'm unaware of that I'm doing are thinking. God, please reveal my intentions that are not right. Reveal them to me. Because if God reveals them to me, I can repent of them and I won't act them out in front of everybody else. God, God is all about helping you. See, he's saving you from a lot of problems if you would just listen to him. And same with me. So the question is, what is it? What is it in your life right now that you keep repeating or rehearsing that's causing you harm? And so today we want to recognize it and so I would share the next thing with you is this is this statement that I have on your connection card this statement that I have I want to share with you because I want everybody to check it on the back of your cards and why would I why do I want you to check it on this card why don't want everybody to do it because I want to pray we want to pray over you and we pray over these cards and look what it says I will ask God to help me recognize any unforgiveness in my heart make me aware of God what I don't see Check that box. Okay. Don't be a dog. Oh, you scared me there for about two seconds. You had an extra night's sleep and everything. Don't be a dog. I choose forgiveness. I choose forgiveness. Number two is this. Is stop returning to it. That old dog goes back to that stuff and, mm, Nasty. Sometimes God's saying, hmm, that's nasty. <laughs> Stop returning to it. <clears throat> There's two things that will keep you from returning to it. One is confession. I'll let you write that down because I'm about to give you something that's going, whoo. Are you ready? ready? Here's what I want to tell you. Confession kills the root that causes bad fruit. Confession. It kills the root that causes bad fruit. We always say at SEC, if you don't like what you see, and sometimes you got to watch what you're saying. And what you say comes from within you. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
Now, again, so this is what I want to tell you. Confession is spiritual roundup. <laughs> and roundup kills everything. Amen, everybody? Yes. You ever made a mistake of hitting the flowers with roundup? Don't tell Rhonda this. But there's been a few times I was trying to get rid of the weeds, you know, and hit some of her flowers. And they withered up and died. And I said, whoa, I guess we're not getting enough rain here or something. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Don't you tell her. <laughs> Confession brings spiritual healing, everybody. First John 1 and 9, we've been talking a lot about this verse through this series. If, if we confess our sins to him who is God. Amen, everybody? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all our what? See, you can't, you can't be cleansed of wickedness that you don't realize in you. That's why you got to keep confessing and asking God to reveal it. Confession brings relational healing. <clears throat> I'm talking about not just between you and God, but between you and your spouse, your children, and your co-workers and everybody. Amen? Amen. You don't believe it? Look at this verse right here. Now, I want, to, I want, I want you to look at this verse in James 5, 6. It gets you pin out. Because we got to break it down. All right? So the, would you look at that first word? What is that first word? Admit. Circle that word. Admit. All right? What's the second word? Oh, what? I said the second word, people. Come on. What's the second word? Yours. That's it. Yours. Who's he talking to? You. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And what's that third word, everybody? False. So you got them. I'm going to break the news to you. You got them. I got them. Faults. Admit your faults. Not point out everybody else's faults. Amen. He didn't say that. He didn't say, well, you always do this and you always do that and you always do that. And back in 1920, you did this. Admit your faults to who, everybody? One another. One another. Not just to God. And pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. Healing will never come until you admit your faults. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. So what he's saying here is stop pointing out everybody else's fault and just admit your own. And don't admit your faults. Try to get them to admit their faults. Oh, did you hear that? Yes. Some people will say, well, I'm sorry. And the only reason they're saying I'm sorry is because they're saying I'm sorry over this little thing. Believing that if they say I'm sorry over this little thing, it'll make you say you're sorry over this big thing. No, 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 no. That's called controlling people. Amen. No, no, no. You admit with a pure heart, I'm sorry for what I did. Regardless of what you think, it's what I did. I'm sorry. I admit my faults. And when you do that, it's amazing how healing can begin to happen. And there's some people that are physically ill because they're still holding on to all their faults. Right. Never mind. That's all right. <laughs> Let's go to letter B. Confession helps us do this. Confession helps us stop returning to it. And also repentance. Repentance. Again, this is so important. I want to talk to you about it again. Again, if... If sin is that way, and God is this way, 
Repentance is this. Repentance is an old military term. It was the, Roman, uh, the Romans used it. When they would say, do an about face, you know, do a 180, they'd say, repent. And everybody turn. So repentance is turning from sin and it's turning to God. That's repentance. The, you know, you cannot just do confession without repentance. The problem in our world today is everybody wants to confess. They'll go on social media and say, oh, I'm sorry, I've done this, blah, 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 blah. Go on our talk shows, I've done this, blah, blah, blah. They confess. And they think confessing is repentance. No, this is what people do. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. I messed that up, God. I'm so sorry, 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 but I'm going this way. Repentance, baby, is saying, confession is God, I'm so sorry, and I'm turned, and I'm going this way. Yeah. See, re repentance is a 180, baby. It's not a 360. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. In order to repent, it means this. It means that I am turning from something, and I'm turning to something else. Here it is. Here it is. Watch. Woo, here it is. Here it is. Watch this. Either you're going to repent and you're going to return to sin, or you're going to repent and return to God. Amen. You're always turning to something. All your life, you're going, to be, you're going to be tempted to return to the bad things. All of your life, you're going to be tempted to return to the bad things. So in order for me to not go back to the bad thing, I have to keep returning to God every day. So repentance is not a one-time, well, I repented in 1982. No, 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 no. No, I repented today, amen? And why did I repent? Because if I don't repent every day, I'll return to that. So I, repentance keeps me turning back to God. Amen, amen everybody. So repentance is every day. What is every? I'm returning to God. I'm turning to God. I'm turning to God. I'm turning to God. I'm turning to God. And so I'm repenting every day. Returning to God. I love what the Bible says in John 8 and 12. Jesus said these words. I'm sort of stuck on this verse. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever what, everybody? I would say the word follows or turns to me. Follows me or turns to me. We'll never walk in what? But we'll have the light of life. You're never going to see things the way you need to see things as long as you're following the darkness. God cannot reveal to you the things that you want because you, when you're walking in the darkness, you can't see nothing but darkness. So you have to repent and walk toward the light. Be blinded by the light, baby. <laughs> Drawn to the light. Be like those big bugs. Come to the big light. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep turning to Jesus, you will not keep returning to it. So either you're going to turn to Jesus or you're going to return to it. What's it going to be? Now, let me just say this to you. There's many people in this room that you're not following Jesus. You believe in Jesus. Many people watch this online. You believe in Jesus, but the devil believes in Jesus. So what sets you apart is that you choose to follow Jesus, turning to the light. And every week we like to give people an opportunity to, to walk out of darkness into the light. And it, all, it begins with a prayer. And so today we're going to give you an opportunity to take a step toward the light.
that God can save you. And so I'm going to ask every one of you to say this prayer out loud with me. But those of you in the room that, hey, you want to become a Christ follower online, you want to become a Christ follower, you say this prayer. You don't even have to say it out loud, but you mean it in your heart, God will hear you. And all of a sudden, he'll begin, you'll take your first step into the light. So let's say it. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Forgive me. Help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer? On your connection card, there's a box that says, that I, I pray the prayer to become a Christ follower. If that's you today, please check that card because I want to send you something in the mail that's going to help you on your journey. Those of you online, you can get on our app as well. Please do that. I want to send you something. This is our first step. This is your first step in your relationship with God. You know what your second step is? Baptism. Baptism. I'd encourage you to be baptized. Okay. I missed that whole verse of Acts 2 and 38, but it's on there. Okay. Don't be a dog. My goodness, uh, you guys got it right here, but I don't know about the rest of you. Don't be a dog. Choose forgiveness. Choose forgiveness. That's right. Number three is this: is trust God's love with it. Trust God's love with it. This is so important. First John three and eighteen changed my life. I hope it'll change yours. Look what it says. Dear children, let us not love with what, everybody? Or, that's right, but with what? With actions and in truth. In other words, love is not a feeling. If you can get that right now, love is not a feeling. Love is something you do. It's not something you say. You say, well, I shouldn't say I love you. Oh, yeah, you should say it. But if you say it and you don't do nothing about it, it means nothing. Amen, everybody. Talk is cheap. Mm. I love you, but I want to talk to you like a dog. Well, you can just take that I love you back. But when someone begins to treat you well and begins to, you begin to, they begin to act in loving ways toward you, it's amazing how they don't even have to say it. It's good to hear them say it, but they don't have to say it. All of a sudden, it's like, ooh, I feel something. I feel a quiver in my liver. <laughs> And so I, I, share, I share that with you because it's important to get it. Now, look what Jesus said. Now, this passage I'm about to read to you, I don't like it. Never have liked it. But that doesn't mean that I don't, I don't have to abide by it. Is there anything in the Bible you don't like? Yes. yes it's, I mean, correction, I don't like correction. And this Bible, this verse wears me out. It's in several of the Gospels, both, uh, most of the Gospels. Jesus said this, but to you who are listening, I say... Does that set well with you? It doesn't set well with me. I don't want to love my enemies. I want to take them out. So do you. Don't you sit there and laugh at me. No, no, you too. Let them talk about your children and your mama and your daddy. Go out on social media and say all this horrible stuff about you and see how you feel about it. You don't say, well, I think I'll just call them and tell them I love them. Yeah, you think you call them all right. <laughs> but here's what I've learned. He said, love you. So in order to love somebody, I thought I had to like them. 
But Jesus didn't say nothing about liking. He said, love them. And notice that next, next two words after he said, love you. And what are they? Do good. That's an action. And he said, do good. Do good to those who bless those who curse you. Pray for those who just mistreat you. So all those things that people do to you, he said, still do good. He said, love them. So loving is not how I feel about them because I don't like them. But it's an action. In other words, just because they go out and post all this stuff about me on social media doesn't mean that I'm going to post bad stuff about them. It means that when I see them, I'm going to smile at them. How you doing? You doing all right. How you doing? You doing good? You doing good? How are you? How you doing? I'm going to do good. Look at the next verse. Romans 12, do not repay anyone, what everybody? Did you get it? He said, we ain't about getting people back. Be careful what's those next two words. To do, an action, to do. What is right in the eyes of everyone, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, what? Live at peace. With everyone, as much as it, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, you can't control them, but you can control you. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. What's those next three words? On the contrary, why? Because our nature wants to retaliate. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, what are we to do? You know what we say? We say, that's doing good right there. We're loving by doing good. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Again, that's loving by doing good. In doing this, you will what, everybody? Heap burning coals on his what? All of a sudden, with, with the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world, everybody. Look at this next part. I want you to read this next part because this is so critical. Here it is. Do not be overcome by evil, but what? Overcome evil with... What he's saying is this. This is how I fight my battles. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. You know what? And all of a sudden, because when you do bad to me, I'm still going to choose to do good. Now, I might not get you a Christmas present. <laughs> but what that means is if you have a wreck in your car, it's on fire because I love you. I'm going to go over. I'm going I'm to pull you out. I might let the door hit you, but I'm going to get you out. <laughs> That's what love does. You know what like does? Drives on by. Well, they said this about me, so I'm just keep on going. No, no. That's what like does. But it ain't about me liking you. It's about me loving you. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Love lifts everybody. It lifts. And this is what I feel so compelled to do today. Is there so many in this room and are watching online right now that there's some things in your own home <clears throat> that needs to be lifted? See, you waiting on them, when they start acting better, I'll start acting better. But that ain't what love does. That's what like does. And let me just say, there's some things that's happened if with extended family members that, you know what, you've got to set some boundaries. You can't just say, hey, well, we're going to be best friends again. That may not ever happen again. Amen, Amen everybody? 
But again, I'm not going to let you, what you did bad to me, ruin my life. I'm still going to do good. And the way that relationships are built at home between husband and wife is that somebody's got to grow up. And somebody's got to decide that I'm going to do good no matter how I feel. And they've got to keep doing good until all of a sudden there's a breakthrough. With some children, we've got to decide that we're going to do good no matter how we feel. With some teachers and some employers, we've got to make a decision. I'm going to do good no matter how I feel. Healing only comes... When you take responsibility for your actions. I can't control them, but I can control mine. And their actions will no longer get a response from me, a negative response. It'll get a thought-out response of doing good. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.